there was a fantastic podcast. And yay, they beheld it, and it began to grow. They call it the Loftus Party Podcast. You are here. You, you're, you're streaming it. You've downloaded it. You're, you are, here's what you are. You're, you're funny. You're well-informed. And you know what? You're, you're sexy. I like the way you carry yourself. Here's what we do. We talk uh, politics. We talk entertainment. We talk pop culture. And you, you gotta, you gotta wrap your head around everything that's going on in politics. We have got you covered. On the other end of the line, way down at, at Gypsy, I think she might be back at base camp for Thanksgiving uh, celebrations. What's going on there, Gimlet? Um, everything, really. We had a great Thanksgiving, <laughs> and, you know, I still live in America, so. Yeah. We had fun. Good for you. I went... I, I disobeyed. I disobeyed the orders of the CDC. I disobeyed the governors of New York and California. I disobeyed. I resisted is what I did. I got on a plane and I headed back west. I was in the city of Angles. I was in Los Angeles. And it's, it's good to be able to uh, compare and contrast because I'm – I'm, I've been in New York doing a bunch of stuff, and I thought New York was kind of wackadoodle. And then back in May, back in May when I went to Dallas to do stand-up, you're welcome, America. It was really refreshing to see how, like, Dallas was very more normal. You know, you can't help but, but have, like, Stockholm Syndrome to a certain extent. So it was very interesting for me to go to Los Angeles and just see how uh, jacked up that city is. And it is is jacked up it is jacked up i was in the san fernando valley i was in the uh encino sherman oaks studio city area and just so many businesses closed there was a little restaurant on the corner they had the uh the little sign in the window and here's the thing this corner restaurant it had been a couple restaurants before Back when I first moved to Los Angeles, it was a restaurant. So I think it was a Japanese place. It went out of business. There was another place there. It went out of business. And then this dude from Cleveland took over, had this fantastic book of uh, family Italian recipes. He took it, he took it over, rip-roaring success. I mean, he was just making bank. And this guy just uh, traveled the world and had adventures. He started in Cleveland, and then he moved to, I think uh, – uh, Seattle, and then he went back and did it in Jersey. Then he went to Los Angeles, and then he's like, "Yeah, now I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this one." He had, he, he was making bank for a couple of years, and then he was gonna go down to Florida, so he sold it. A couple more restaurants came and failed. This last one was doing great. Was doing great. Gone, gone. There was a bunch of them. You go down you go down Ventura Boulevard, and it was just. Uh, it was uh, very sad, very disheartening. And people, you got to just open up. You just, you have to open up. And I don't know, there's only, the only, the best chance it's at success is if everybody does it all at once. It's, you see these people like, uh, oh my gosh, Gimlet, did you see that dude in, uh, in Canada who opened up his barbecue shop? 
No. Oh, yeah. This guy uh, defied Canadian orders, and he opened up his barbecue shop. So they they took him out in handcuffs, and then people started protesting, and it turned into a whole big thing. The next day, uh, they must have had 50 cops out in front of this guy's barbecue place, not letting people in, da-da-da-da-da. So it's just like, hey, Black Lives Matter, they know this. Antifa knows this. Just it's, it's a numbers game. It's overwhelming numbers. When you show up with a bu- bunch of people who are up to no good and there's only a handful of cops, well, the, the, the boatload of people, they're going to win. So I'm encouraging everybody, open up your business, open up your business. Now, individually, it's tough for restaurants. I was talking to a buddy of mine who owns, uh, owns some restaurants. And what happens is they got you they got you by the short hairs of the nutsack because they just come in and they go, well, you're going to pay this fine and we're going to take away your liquor license. You will never get it back. So that's a that's a tough one. That is a tough one. So it's going to have to be the other businesses are going to have to go first. It's going to have to be the hardware stores. It's going to have to be the barber shops. It's going to have to be the mom and pop you know, uh, clothing stores, it's just got you, the trinkets, the, the souvenirs, all that. It's got to be, those businesses have to start first. So it's, it's unfortunate, but that's, I'm, I'm just, just preaching that straight up, just 110%. You cannot, uh, you can't wait around anymore. It's, they're not, they're not taking this. It's, it's funny what they take seriously and what they don't take seriously. Obviously, uh, Nancy Pelosi, she doesn't give a damn. She doesn't give a damn. She's not going to get the stimulus money to you. She doesn't want Donald Trump to have a win. She doesn't care about people who are starving. She's got her expensive ice cream and a $24,000 freezer. <laughs> it turned into Cartman at the end. So you can't wait. You can't wait. Go, start, begin. I don't know what you're waiting for. Now, it's got to be interesting for you. Gimlet, because you're on the other side of this equation. I'm in I'm in lockdown central over here on the East Coast in New York, and then I go to the West Coast uh, to lockdown lockdown central west. You're in uh, you're in the South. You're in one of these states that we're actually they're going. Hey, there's no lockdown. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep going. How is it? How has it been? It's got to be refreshing. It's got to be nice. Um, we went to a huge Thanksgiving feast with about two dozen people. None of us died. Yeah. Cause you so, don't even so, know you have it. Yeah. You're asymptomatic. Now the symptoms won't show up for a while. I'm on day four. Average is <laughs> three. I feel good. That's great. Um, you know, I mean, I was out with my peeps at the bar last night watching the game and just like we always do. And, like people aren't dropping dead around here. <laughs> it's just not it, happening. It is. Uh, it's. It's. It's wild to think about, and it's like <laughs> I almost got into a uh, a fight at uh, at JFK. Because if you're gonna do these rules, if you're gonna do the uh, hey, you have to wear a mask in the airport. You have to stand six feet away. This like airport worker dude from India got was getting way. He was pushing a, a, another guy in a wheelchair. Uh, and you know, he was like his little assistant, this, this older dude from India and was just like right up on me. Now I know it's a cultural thing, like in, in China in Japan and in India, a lot of the pan Asian countries, it's just like, there's like social distance is not a thing. That's what I, and I've said this from the get go. I've said this, I, that's the one part about this. I enjoy, I really enjoy 
six feet away. I really, I have embraced that from Jump Street. Get the F away from me. I don't want to feel your breath on my neck. It's annoyed me my entire life. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in JFK and I'm waiting to go through security line. And here comes this Indian guy pushing a guy in a wheelchair. And he's like, he's he's like right next to me. He's practically touching my shoulder. I look over the TSA lady, uh, you know, as a little backup. And I'm like, hey, are we doing the six foot thing? Are we we doing the six foot thing? And she just kind of shrugs her shoulders like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So I turn to uh, Mr. Wheelchair Pusher. I work at the airport guy, and I'm like, hey, buddy, buddy, six feet, six feet. He's like, and like he's muttering under his breath. And I'm like, it's not, hey, six feet. You got to do the six feet. So he backs off. Then I go through uh, the little security thing. It doesn't ding, and I'm waiting there for my stuff to come out through the x-ray machine. And here comes little older freaking Indian man again. And I'm like, I've been in New York. I've been in New York just long enough. Where I'm, I can confidently bitch. I can confidently, I complain in a full-throated voice. So I'm like, dude, like I was loud. I was loud. Dude, six feet. And so he like squares off to me and he's like, I'm trying to get my passengers things. And I'm like, I'm trying to get my passengers things. And finally, a TSA guy comes and kind of pulls him away. Uh, I thought, I thought, is it going to go? Am I going to be throwing hands? Am I going to beat up a, a, a pacifist Indian dude? And not all Indians are pacifists, but I was kind of hoping he was. I didn't want to get in a fist fight. But beyond, that was the only real excitement. The rest of the trip was, uh, uh, I took the jet blue. The middle seat was open. It's all fine. It's the same as it ever was. And I tell you, the easiest job right now, the easiest job right now is flight attendant. That's the gig to have because everything is an excuse not to do your job. They, they're literally paid to stand up, make their little announcement about seatbelts and uh, oxygen masks and where, and where the exits are. And then after that, everything else is like, yeah, we can't do that because of COVID. Normally, normally we'd be passing out meals right now. Can't do that because of COVID. We're going we're gonna to have a limited drink service. It's just going to be a bottle of water because of the COVID. It's like, that's the best gig. You just sit. You just sit all day. And when someone asks you to do your job, you're like, yeah, yeah, can't do that because of COVID. Can't do that because of COVID. It was, ah, it was fun. But all in all, uh, Los Angeles was very depressing. Those people just need to, uh, they need to to just shake it off. Just just total disregard. Stop. Stop with these uh, crazy uh, lockdowns and shutting your business and it's just and it's getting ridiculous now there's a big mexican restaurant in my neighborhood really great mexican restaurant really popular and like everybody uh and they're doing this in new york now they're like okay well you can do outdoor dining you can do outdoor dining so everybody's moved their tables outside but now it's now it's winter you know now it's it's the end of uh it's the end of november and so even in la uh where people are giant wussies when it comes to cold uh, you know, they put up space heaters and stuff, but now they're putting up like walled structures outside. They've got tents with walls and the reinforced and woods like you're just building buildings on the sidewalk now. That's not so that's not, they're that's, made outdoor dining, indoor dining. Yes. Yes. It's ridiculous. I've seen I've seen him in Manhattan. I was down uh, doing a thing at Fox News recently and you'll go by restaurants where like they're just building 
temporary structures on the sidewalk. That's like that's well, if you're going to build a structure, why don't you just go eat inside? <laughs> Dig it. Dig it. So now it's time to uh, it's time just to to shake it off and a total disregard, total disregard for these laws. Total disregard. I looked this up. You know, I know you're 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 the data person. You're the brainiac in this team. But I looked this up and because uh, I, I wanted to make sure it was true before I brought it up on uh, on a little uh, podcast show. But I was looking up uh, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. They, they call it the TB. They call it TB there, Gimlet. In 2019, 1.4 million people died from TB. That's that's 1.4 million people died from tuberculosis in 2019. Now, that's worldwide. That's worldwide. However, 10 million people got it. 10 million people got it. So... If 10 million people got it and almost one, one and a half million people died, that's roughly about the same, same COVID numbers, right? That's your same, it's a one in 10. Actually, I think COVID's probably better than one in 10. I think COVID's like one in a hundred uh, dies. And you might not know yeah, this. Yeah, about that. But uh, actually, the, the World Health Organization downgraded the infection mortality rate. So that takes everyone who's been infected, right? Yeah. There's two there's two numbers. Infection fatality rate is everybody who's been infected, and the case fatality rate is the people who get really or are sick, actually yeah. show symptoms. Yeah. They're now saying the infection fatality rate is 0.13, same as the flu. Okay. Well, here's here's my point. And maybe I took too long to get there. You got yeah, 1.4 million people died of TB. You got uh 10 million people who caught it. This is these are all 2019 numbers. I don't remember wearing a mask. I I don't remember shutting down businesses for the great uh TB plague no. of 2019. No. So you have to ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen, uh what the hell's going on? What the hell's going on? And boy howdy, there's a lot to talk about. And yes, I said boy howdy. Yes, I did. I'll say it again. Boy, howdy. There's a lot going on. I'm I'm losing faith. I'm losing trust. The institutions that we're supposed to just have faith in and just be able to rely on, boy, they're dropping like flies. Institutions that I'm supposed to have faith in are dropping faster than COVID-19 patients. Wow. I'm, I'm losing them all. I'm losing them all. I'm like, like, uh, like the FBI and the CIA, they were always on shaky ground anyway. But they they lost me. They lost me back in the old uh, FISA abuse, uh, Trump's, Trump campaign, Carter Page. We'll get to that later. We're going to spend some real time on that. But I, the FBI and the CIA, nope, don't trust them. Uh, the, the, the CDC, the World Health Organization, all that, nope, don't trust them. Uh, who else? The elections? Woo! Woo! Don't trust them. And I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy to to really, let's just shake them all up. Let's shake them all up. We got to, you know, like when you have a, a house plant and it's just growing out of control, you got to cut that bitch back every once in a while. You just got to cut it back, get down to the roots, get a good solid and just start over. This is, uh, it's out of control. It's out of control. And I don't, I shudder to think that if the, uh, if the the bureaucrats come out on top of this, 
So, uh, I don't even know where to start with the whole, the COVID-19, that's the big one. That's the big one. You have to be able to, here's how I prioritize things. You have to be able to, uh, make a living. You have to be able to buy food. You have to be able to provide a, a warm place, you know, for you and your family. That's, that's number one. That's, that's numero. Everything else is, is uh, total BS, but you got to be able to provide for yourself. So that's why I say COVID uh, is the big one. The next big one is this, uh, this whole election thing. I've been, I've been watching this. I've been holding back. I've been trying to maintain uh, calm because you see a lot of uh, crazy theories going around the internet. You really do. Like I remember a buddy of mine got very excited. Did you hear this one where they go, uh, this, this whole election is just a big trap uh, sent by uh, Donald Trump. All the, all the mail-in ballots had a special radioactive isotope into the ink and they're going to check the radioactive isotope. And if it doesn't line up, they know it was a fake ballot. And this whole thing was just a big giant trap. And people were sending me text messages and videos and stuff. And I'm like, I, I doubt that one. I doubt that one. And there was people who were swearing by that. They're like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Get ready. Pop your popcorn. So that one obviously didn't pan out. Uh, and boy, that'd be hilarious if it did. But uh that one didn't pan out, but I have a lot more faith in uh, in good old Sydney Powell now. I got a lot a lot of faith in her. I got some faith in uh, Rudy Giuliani. I got faith in all these other little uh, you know sworn affidavits, affidavits and 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 weirdness. And you're in that. You're in the hotbed of it. You're over. You're in Georgia. That's where it's all going down. When are the when are the when are the when are the, when are the special elections? When does that happen? That happens January fifth. Ooh, now are you jumping in? Are you helping out? Are you are you getting motivated? What's going on? Oh, I have a little thing that we're forming that will probably persist through twenty twenty two because we're going to take some of these suburbs back. Okay, so what's the what's the plan? Um, we are starting an organization called Project Prosperity. Hmm. And anybody who wants to use our templates can use our templates, but we will promote and support um, policies that benefit working families. And we will basically be using the slogan, vote for gridlock. We got to stop this wild right to left swing and get back to some consensus building in Washington, D.C. Okay. So you're just you're uh, the idea between Project Prosperity is you're going to support candidates on the right and just try to just calm. Let's just calm. Let's just calm down. Let's just let's just stop all the madness. Is that is am I getting it right? Well, what we found when we did our research is that if you look at a survey called Hidden Tribes, which they did after the 2016 election and updated during the midterms. Mm-hmm. Um. The radical wings of both party are really driving the conversation. Yes. So um, they estimate what they call the exhausted majority is about 62% of Americans. So we're targeting the 62% because they need to take the conversation back. I love where this is going. Hold that thought. 
We're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I, I, I we, we got to dig into this. We got to dig into this idea. Uh, and because I have thoughts on it, too, as I'm learning, just like you, the listener, about the cool thing uh, that the Gimlet's doing down there in uh, Gypsy Camp Beta. All right. Hold the phone. We'll be right back. Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers. People who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more. And that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. Okay, we're back, and we're talking to the Gimlet about what she's got going on down in Georgia, reaching out to uh, some of these suburbs, trying to enlighten the people, trying to slow everything down. You were saying that like you've got uh, elements on the far left and elements on the far right, and the majority of people, I think you said 62% of the people, are 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 right in the middle, and and they're what they're not they're not they're not. They're not typically ideological, right? So they'll have personal prefer- policy preferences. Um, but, I mean, even the folks in the Hidden Tribe survey said, you know, the only people that can reverse this trend are the exhausted majority and giving them a voice. And, I mean, that that goes back to having rational political discussions, right? Yes. It goes yes. back to saying... Okay, we have this these two sides, pro-choice and pro-life, but one side doesn't get to kill babies three seconds before they're born. That's not a rational argument. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what here's what I'm trying, and this is this is the problem. This is what we have. Not you and I. We're awesome. This is what uh, the media and you know the last twenty years of news, last thirty. You could probably even go back farther. It's like outrage gets clicks. Outrage gets clicks and like, ooh, look at all those those clicks. That must be what people care care about uh, the most. And this is uh, it, it's it's horrible to say, but it's like it. There's something uh, there's something I think, for lack of a better term, uh, sexy about outrage. People, ooh, look how much that person cares. Ooh, they're look how they're really they're really fired up. I'm gonna follow that person. And like, how do you make how do you make uh, the idea of like, hey, let's hold, just hold on a second, just hold on a second. Let's. Not, how do you make that sexy? How do you make unless you get like super passionate about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how I make 
I don't know how I make it super sexy. Um, other than the, here, here's a fundamental truth about a functioning democracy. Okay. And the reason we don't have revolutions in this country. And the reason I think you're seeing all of this unrest on the West coast. Okay. The eventual, um, end to years of progressive policy is the absence of a middle class. So you end up with the very rich and the very poor and all of those people who may end up in the managerial or professional class are either seeking to leave or have left because they can't form families, they can't buy homes, they can't do any of the things that you would normally associate with growing up. And if you look at the middle class in California, it's gotten terribly small. If you look at it in Washington, terribly small. If you look at it in Oregon, terribly small. Um, especially around the big urban areas. And I think that's why you see the level of, and obviously in New York and Illinois as well, um, you know, Chicago and New York City. And I think that's why you see those really significant pockets of unrest. Well, I, I would agree with that 100%. I would agree with that. But that is, uh, that in my opinion, is the result of these giant progressive policies. Yeah. That, that this drive towards the left just destroys uh, the middle class. And it, do, it does it. It's, it's death by a thousand cuts. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, we're just going to tax gasoline another three cents just to do this. Oh, we're just going to tax uh, your your car registration just a little bit more just to pay for this. And then the thing that they want to pay for, like, oh, it's going to be, oh, look at this railway line. It's going to be so awesome. Uh-oh, we lost hundreds of millions of dollars. So we're just going to have to tax your property just a little bit more. And we're just going to have to tax fast food just a little bit more to make up for that money and oh these teachers deserve this and that and this so everything it's just it just slowly slowly goes up and in california a buddy of mine a successful dude he left years ago he left years ago because he in the way he put it and i kind of agreed with it he goes he goes i don't want my kids to grow up uh in in a in an environment where if you don't make half a million dollars a year you're considered a failure and that is what you need. Like that's, that's seriously, if you're thinking about getting a house anywhere near like the actions, if you don't want to be out like in Lancaster or out in, you know, the middle of nowhere. And even then a house out there is going to be like $800,000, $750,000 for a little, for a little crack shed. And then you're looking at a, uh, you know, uh, an hour and a half, two hour commute each way and you're barely hanging on. And oh, man, it's it's so those you're just going to end up leaving. You're just going to end up leaving. So uh, I totally. I totally agree with you with the middle class. It's it's, it's untenable. It's uh, it's untenable, but it's also from, you know, it's it's the media. It's it's. Politics is downstream from pop culture, and when you can when you can sell this, when you can sell the idea of uh, you know these social programs and people bite on it and like okay we can do another 
eighth of a cent. We can do another nickel here. We can do because look at the intentions of like Thomas uh, Sowell had the I, I love this quote. It's like, don't judge uh, a program on its intentions. Judge it by its results. And the, the war on poverty and all that is just huge failure, 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 failure in our school system and these teachers union and, and all of it. Failure, failure, failure. And we keep being told that we have to not only be okay with this failure, but like it's it always boils down to, well, if we just had some more money, if we just had some more money. Oh, boy, it's 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 uh it's depressing. It's depressing. And we got to. Uh, um, well, here's the first of all, my hat's off to you for doing something for not just sitting around on your your behunkus. And I want to make sure that we we give out the information to our listeners. So so if, you know, maybe somebody's in in the area or they have ideas or they can, you know, help out in any way. Yeah. How can people how can people get a hold of this uh, this new thing you're doing? Um, well, we have a working lunch tomorrow. Gotcha. That's where good. we will be purchasing our URL and setting up a website. And we're going to have a Facebook page and we have some folks turning around our branding and all of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> we're going to be looking to partner with an established um, issues advocacy group. Um, that would let us borrow their C3 status so we can raise a little bit money for, of money for printing and, and um, materials. Yeah. But um, hopefully I'm going to like be sucking up to a couple people that have expressed a real interest in Georgia and already have active PACs and maybe have them give us some money to do what we need to do. That's great. I'm just going to make one pitch. I, I wouldn't say vote for gridlock. I think there's a negative connotation with gridlock. Uh, maybe like vote for sanity. Uh, vote. Vote for compromise. Vote for. Uh, see, compromise. It, that's that's horrible. But like compromise sounds negative to me. Compromise is like, oh, you got beats and you have to compromise. I, like vote sanity. Sounds good. Holy. Okay. So speaking of sanity, it's a horrible, horrible transition, but we got to talk about what's going on with this election. We got to talk about uh, voter fraud. We got to talk about Sidney Powell. We got to talk about the Kraken and and all that wonderful stuff. Here's what I learned. And this is just what uh, I'm glad that cool that cooler heads prevail. I'm glad that like Sidney Powell and and other lawyers are just going at it. They're just going at it. And while we're sleeping, uh, they're working. God bless them. They stopped counting uh, on election night in Georgia. I forget which which giant arena it was where they were supposed to be counting the ballots. And they said they stopped uh, because they had a, a water uh, water pipe burst. And it was you know oh a water pipe burst. And and we gotta stop. We gotta stop counting. And uh, that was their excuse. You know they they've uh, they've sued now to get the security footage from that building. They're saying there was. They're gonna they're gonna go ahead and prove that there was no uh, water pipe that burst. So hmm. if have you heard that? I have not. Yeah, I was totally. Stoked. I heard it was a toilet overflowing. 
yes, there was a, in this giant arena, in this giant arena, there was a toilet that was overflowing. And, and Lord knows there wasn't a maintenance worker around who could just, oh, I don't know, shut down the, the water to that bathroom and fix it and fix the one toilet. No, 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 no. This was an epic. This, we have to shut down. We have to stop voting. That reeks. That reeks to me. And that's the kind of thing. It's always weird what you latch on to. But that to me is so, uh, th- there's a, there's a, uh, it's a beautiful way to make your point. Why would you do that? Why, mm-hmm. if you had, a, you, you had a toilet overflowing, why would you shut down counting the ballots? And, and it's a giant facility. It's a giant facility. Why would you close it down uh, for that unless you were up to no good? And that's the kind of thing I believe that here's that America uh, can understand and, and people can just wrap their head around. The whole thing about like dead people voting and dead people requesting ballots. That's just like it's it's comical to me. But that's the kind of thing that like, OK, that's everybody. Everybody knows that's wrong. And everybody knows that when you say, oh, a, a water, a water pipe burst and we had to stop counting. Oh, in your mind, in your mind, you think, holy crap, there was water leaking from the ceiling and and ballots were getting wet and it was an unsafe work environment. And then they go, uh, well, it turns out, turns out there was a on the other side of the building up on the, the fourth floor uh, there was a toilet that had uh, a little bit of an overflow issue. So you shut down the whole building and you stopped counting the ballots for a presidential election. That just reeks. That just reeks. And I keep hearing from uh, uh, Dominion software people and that whole thing. This is uh, I got to go to this one. I got to go to this one tweet. This 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 thread. It was so. Uh, it was so fantastic and I liked it, liked it, liked it. Um, oh, we'll get to David Prowse later. Okay. So this guy, uh, this guy is a, uh, a Democrat and he's a former Oregon state election official and, uh, he knows software and he gets to, uh, the uh, the the software the the coding of it. There's a what they call an audit log. It built into the Dominion software and the machines. Uh, it just and all it does the uh, it's a it's a secure audit log. It records every action. Just so so you so you know if somebody was in here messing with something, it just records everything. And this guy says the absence of secure audit logs is so indefensible that he laughed out loud when he read it. This fact alone should be enough to negate the results when there's any question about fraud because now you can't prove that fraud didn't occur. If you don't have secure audit logs on these machines, anything could have happened. Anything. A raccoon could have gotten in and started voting. I mean, anything. You cannot... Uh, you cannot prove or disprove anything, and that really uh, struck a chord with me. Now, I'm not obviously I'm not a lawyer. Obviously, I haven't seen all the evidence, but it would seem to me that when you've got uh, okay, there's a water pipe 
that, that, that didn't burst. And there's dead people requesting ballots. And then you hear about these, uh, these mail-in votes that were returned before they were mailed out. They've got these impossible uh, postal codes on them. And then you, you factor in all the, the, the congressional seats. I think the Republicans are undefeated. In every one that was up for grabs, I think yeah, the- I, I, 20, 27 were considered toss ups, and Republicans won them all. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just have a hard time believing that that millions and millions of, and this is just one of the things it just it just rings true for me that people go, oh, here's my ballot. Oh, thank goodness. You know what? I'm just gonna do. Uh, I'm just going to do the presidential one. I'm just going to vote for Joe Biden. Just going to vote for Joe because I love Joe because Joe's such a good man. And and I love that he's a Democrat. And it's about time we have a Democrat in there. But you know what? I'm just going to vote for Joe. That's it. I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to vote for any other Democrats uh, down ticket. I think I'm just going to leave that one up for grabs. I just want to I just want to make sure Joe gets in the White House. That and I don't know how you prove that in a court of law. You really can't. You You really can't. But it just it goes against human nature. It's just one of those things that uh, that I, I you'll never. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm not going to say you'll never convince me. You're going to have a hard time convincing me that this election was on the up and up. And boy howdy, yeah, I said it again. Boy howdy, uh, the the idea of a of a Joe Biden in in the White House just the uh, just he's like the perfect. Uh, embodiment of the swamp because he's not even in charge. It's not like he's the head of the swamp. He's so he's such an obvious, just figurehead, patsy. Just let that old guy sleep behind the desk. We'll tell him what to do, and that's what I want to know. Who's give? Who's going to tell Joe Biden what to do? Because you, you you'll never con- you'll have a hard time convincing me that Joe Biden is in charge of anything. Where where do you stand on the election? Where are you? I, like you're doing your grassroots thing, which I totally dig because that's 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 powerful and empowering, and you're getting motivated. But as the as the presidential election stands right now, where are you at, Gimlet? How do you think this is going to go down? What are we looking at? I legitimately don't know. I I, I mean I I hate to say that and and all of that, but I okay so. I've said this before on the podcast I do every morning. If indeed Joe Biden is inaugurated in January, yeah, um, Trump, but Trump just broke every election norm. Like if you look at everything from the percent of people who said they're better off now than they were, you know, four years ago, even post pandemic, it was at fifty six. That was like ten points higher than Ronald Reagan. And look how he won in 1984. Yes. Okay. He didn't have a pandemic um, behind him. He didn't have a pandemic behind him. Um, so that's really weird. And then you look at the fact that the only modern president that has gone into office and not won Ohio and Florida was John F. Kennedy in the last election that everybody thought was really skeevy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, the bellwether counties all went for Trump, pretty much. Um, 
Like every everything that you know, then he gets historic shares of black and Hispanic and minority voters. His percentage of women went up, and I'm supposed to believe he lost the election because a bunch of beta white males decided not to vote for him this time around. It is uh like like it it's just there's two like polls aside because they were all screwed up and I just love watching Nate Silver try to explain himself on TL. It's just like, dude, shut up, your industry is over. Um yeah. like I'm never looking at a 538 thing again. <laughs> ah. Um well you know, so I'm just looking at the other things, and you look at things like Trump's voters were voting for Trump. Biden's voters were voting against Trump. If you look at every election where that has been the case, I mean, it was Mondale, it was Kerry, it was it was even Mitt Romney. Unless you have that enthusiasm for that challenging candidate, you just don't bake people, don't get out and vote. So either mail-in voting changed everything, which is possible. Yeah. Um or I just don't I just don't understand. Well, the Federalist uh put it wonderfully. They there's a great uh there's a great read that they have. Uh five ways, five more ways Joe Biden magically uh outperformed election norms. It's like everything, everything like you were talking about, the, the bellwether states. Oh, if you win this state and you win this state, you're always going to be the president. Oh, not this time. And it's uh, uh, it's like these crazy. Oh, yeah. Biden. Biden got his ass handed to him, except for a handful of cities and all. The, oh, just in these these cities. Oh, that's where he magically uh, picked it up and. There's Democrat losses everywhere else, but, oh, not with Joe Biden. It just looks shady. It's completely shady. And anybody who tells you it doesn't look shady, here's the deal. It's, it's all this, uh, it's, it's the media, it's the media, it's the media. Just how they were able to convince. First of all, I don't trust the voting machines. I never have. I never have. Give me a paper ballot. I will mark down my choices, make me show an ID, and have a Democrat and a Republican sitting in a room while they count them. This whole thing where, oh, you're going to do the touchscreen, because ever since they started doing touchscreens and and computer, you've had people like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I voted for this guy, but the other name lit up. Oh, well, that's normal. No, it's not normal. It's not and if we lose the faith in the elections, it's over. I've I've I've, I've completely lost faith. It's it's horrible. We're well, gonna talk. Go I mean, ahead. here's 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 the other thing. I'll just say, when it comes to some big policy disagreements in this country, I want what other industrialized countries have. I want Canada's election law. Hell, I want Canada's immigration law. Like, yeah. why is it okay for Canada to do this and France to do this and Australia to do this? And Israel to do this, but in America it's racist. Shut up. It's that is, and then that leads you to who is saying this? Like who is making this decision? It's because when you have these big news outlets, and and it's a handful of people that own them. 
are they sitting around making these decisions? Or it's like, like seriously, who thinks who, who was behind the idea? Like, wow. When a, uh, when, when somebody crosses the border, uh, illegally and they kill a bunch of people and they break all these laws beyond breaking into the country, boy, they should be able to stick around. They should be able to stick around. Who is who? And that's a big question. I don't want to put on my tinfoil hat so so tight because there's other stuff to talk about. We're gonna we gotta we gotta we got so I got some more election stuff to get off my chest. I really do. And I and I I forgot. I got to circle back and we got to talk about this new study about uh, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, we got some FBI stuff to talk about. We got Durham and Barr. Uh, we got Carter Page stuff. We got vaccine stuff. We've got some. We had a wonderful episode of The Mandalorian. We got Eric Clapton, Van Morrison news. Uh, we got Darth Vader news. David Prowse, Daredevil, social media stuff. Come on back. We got another segment, and then we're gonna have the Patreon, the uh, the exclusive segment too. So holy smoke! Listen to these commercials, and then we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Eighty million people voted for the palmist. That's what we're supposed to believe. Eighty million people want the palmist in charge. That was just that. That is one. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if uh, Trump would have read from the Book of Palms and talked about the the palmist? That's Joe Biden. He's you know you know who that is. Uh, Gimlet, he's a devout Catholic. He's devout. He's a devout Catholic who wants to read from the Book of Palms. You know, my favorite palm is the one that says, you're a liar. (laughs) 80 million people. That's what we're supposed to believe. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean. All right. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean joe biden is now carrying around a rosary is he really yeah i mean just it, it, really that dude you know i'm i'm not I, i'm kind of a i'm a lapsed catholic right yeah but i was raised in the church 
and you say the psalms every week there's a psalm in 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 the mass and the priest says we're going to read from psalm hello it's almost like he's lying you think (laughs) it's just just when you when you think about it in total, if you don't, if yeah, yeah listen, buddy, if you can't decide whether you're going to vote for me or Trump, you ain't black. And uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. And all the incredibly racist thing he said, and uh, the book of Palms, and not knowing where he is, and, and it just you. That's the other thing. Like this guy did better than Barack Obama. Like Barack Obama, you could you could kind of feel it in the air. You could kind of feel it. There was like an electricity to to Obama. You'll 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 have a hard time convincing me this election was on the up and up. However, if you are living down in Georgia, you gotta vote. You gotta vote, and we have to do uh, everything we can. I love what Candace Owens did. Uh, she's taking the fact checkers to task. She she put up a post saying on Facebook that uh, until the election certified, you know, Joe Biden is not the president elect, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Facebook said, hey, that's fake news and you're spreading false news. And they took it down and they she got fact checked. Well, when you're Candace Owens and you got a little bit of financial backing and you got some folks behind you and you got a you know, you got a big pulpit. She got her lawyers involved and went after the fact checkers. And that's what i dig so they had to admit that they were wrong they put the post back up and guess who else is going after the fact checkers cheryl at cheryl atkinson cheryl atkinson is going after them too yeah it's 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 insanely uh out of hand it's insanely out of hand and that's what that's what we got dinged on uh over at uh, the loftus party facebook page which the they're they're dialing us down, blah blah blah. But it was like, yes, it's fact factually accurate, but misleading. Factually accurate, but misleading. That's just uh, that might as well say it doesn't fit our narrative. You're not you're not allowed to post this because this is not the story uh, that we're going with. However, I want to I want to say this in in this segment before we continue on uh, the, the the Patreon uh, segment. The uh, the social media thing. Uh, has been whoever is responsible for dialing us down at YouTube uh, must have gone home for Thanksgiving. I'm not even I, I'm telling you what Gimlet seriously, I, I never just put up a video because like eh, I got to put up a video. There's always something that I want to say in a comedic way that I want to say it and yada, yada, yada. Uh, I did a video last Monday about uh, uh, Sidney Powell and releasing the Kraken. And and whoever whoever's in charge of our account and our channel over at YouTube, I, I honestly think they had left for the holidays. I literally think they had they had flown somewhere and they forgot because it just uh, it, it's doing quite well. It's uh, it's I think it's got uh, 80,000 views. And so we've uh, we've broken through some kind of barrier. We're at that next tier, the, the, the big level. Is uh, ten thousand subscribers. We're now at at like eleven thousand uh, subscribers. So there's a lot of good things that happen with that. 
So I want to thank everybody for subscribing, and I want to welcome all the new people probably who are listening to this show, not just the people in Greece and in Denmark, although we love you, love you, love you, uh, big time. So things, good things are happening uh, off to the side. So the, the social media aspect of it is going well, but like, like Facebook and Twitter are just still uh, completely toxic and just so full of censorship. And you really you, you can't post anything about the election without have, that having them saying, hey, this is uh, this is not true. The AP's called it for uh, the AP's called it for uh, Joe Biden, blah, 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 blah. And what they did, I'm still I'm still furious about the whole New York Post Hunter Biden laptop thing. And here's my here's my question. Here's my question. And I'm sure you, you probably aren't going to have any answers either. I just want you guys to know we're concerned about it. What is up with Hunter Biden's laptop? What's going on with the FBI? Can we get an update on uh, those emails and and what what the, uh, the the crimes are and the the are there crimes? Do we need to be put bringing people in for questioning? What's going on with with Hunter Biden? What's going on with Joe Biden with the, with the laptop? What's going on with that Tony Bubba Blinsky dude? From uh, from Tucker Carlson, who had the mountains of evidence and all the text messages and the emails and all that stuff. That seems that's like to have it, it's to have the world and and all of North America. Uh, ha- oh, stop on 2016. Oh, there's Russian collusion. There's Russian collusion. I heard from a guy who overheard a conversation at a bar, and oh, now the FBI is involved, and it's all going out, and there's sources being leaked, and everybody, we need an investigation. Holy crap! We've got a, we've got a laptop. We've got witnesses. They've already come forward, and they've got text messages, and they've got contracts, and they've got emails. The silence is deafening. Where in the F is John Durham? What's going on at the Department of Justice? Where's Big Billy Barr? What's up with the FISA abuse? Carter Page. Here's the best news. And then I'm going to let you talk. Carter Page. I met Carter Page a couple years ago at an event in Los Angeles called Politicon. We had a short conversation. He was a very nice guy. As, you know, I, I met him very briefly. What are you going to be an asshole? But uh, I asked him what his plans were, and he, he said he's going to sue. And I'm like, "Good for you, dude. Good for you." And he goes, "Well, I'm just suing for a dollar. It's the it's the principle. I'm suing over the principle." And I'm like, "Woo! You know, God bless you, buddy." Now he's changed his tune. Now it's seventy five million. That makes a lot more sense. That makes a lot more sense when they ruin your life. When they ruin your life, I think uh, I think you should sue for the big bucks. What do you think there, Gimlet? What do you think? What do you what are your where where is Big Billy Bar? Where is Durham? What's going on with the laptop? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm more than a little irritated. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't really know where to go with that. It's you know, I saw and I think we talked about this on the on the on the podcast. I remember months ago. Bill Barr was on uh, Wolf Blitzer on CNN, and he's going mail-in ballots are horrible. Mail-in ballots are horrible. There, there's it, the potential for fraud, and there's fraud. And then Wolf Blitzer pushed back, and and Barr got adamant about it. Mm-hmm. 
and and like just this this silence unless uh, I don't know. And this is where you get this is where it gets crazy. And I guess maybe it's just me being an optimist. I know there's been like little changes going on in the background of like like people have been leaving, you know, high level positions and laws have been changed and like very quietly Trump let the Patriot Act go away. Have you heard this? Have you heard this bit? I'm I'm, I'm like spreading a rumor now. I heard that uh, Trump is bringing back uh, firing squads. Like firing squads and the electric chair are now back on the table. It's one of these things. I saw something like that, but it was in some lefty loony thing where they're really upset that the federal government resumed executions under Trump and he just likes to kill people. So I, I don't know how seriously to take it. Well, uh, seriously or not, if, if it did happen, I, I want it to happen. Uh, and this is going to be, hopefully this isn't too much for our listeners, but, uh, you guys, uh, somebody's got to get in trouble. Somebody's got to get in big trouble. You need, someone needs to be made an example of. We just can't continue on going, well, you know, yeah, they weaponized the IRS against, uh, a, you know, a, a political group. Yeah, but you know what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's nothing but, yeah, they weaponized the FBI against a, a political group. What are you going to do? Yeah, the CIA spied on Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you Yep, the elections aren't good, but yeah, what are you going to do? What are you Like, how How are we supposed to... Are we supposed to just just grin and, and, and bear it and just get, oh, yeah, we live... Everything's fake. Everything's fake, but we're just going to go ahead and, and just, like, pretend like this is all normal. None of this is normal. None of this is normal. And then it's crazy... You, you bring in a guy like Donald Trump, who's an outsider, uh, and he's like a lightning rod for, boy, here's here's some expensive stuff that we shouldn't be doing. We shouldn't be doing this. We got to do this. An idiot would know not to do this. And they told us that, oh, the stock market's going to crash and it's going to be World War Three, and all these bad things are going to happen. None of it happened, except you've got the potential for peace in the Middle East. You got NATO paying more money to defend their countries against against uh, the Russian menace. You've got a new, you know, trade deals with China and oh they're going to stop stealing our intellectual property and oh yeah, we are going to have some kind of border security so we know who the hell's coming in uh across our 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 freaking southern border. Jobs were coming back, manufacturing jobs were coming back, unemployment's low, everything's going great and they're like, "Oh, he's evil. He's evil?" Mm-mm, well, yes, mm-mm, because mm-mm. he just he he disproved the thesis. Mm-hmm. You know what the thesis was, right? Remind me. A a foreign policy strategy of managed decline. There's a whole group of intellectuals in Washington, D.C. and various think tanks that think the American age is over, so we have to carefully manage becoming a subservient power to new world powers like China. Well, that's losing And Donald talk. Trump came in and said, I don't think so. Yup, yup. And they don't like it, and that's why you see people like Radio Free Tom and Rick Wilson and Bill Crystal and all of the gobstoppingly like, just grifters that left the Republican Party and supported Biden, it's because there's this, like, 
Like, America, like, I don't really see Donald Trump as a Republican or a Democrat. I see him as an American. Yes. Like, yes. Americans voted for him. Americans who like America. <laughs> yes. There you go. We don't that- want to be subservient to China. We we want to maintain our influence in the Middle East. I mean, because that's the other thing about California, dude. You can have all the virtue virtue signaling policies you want around fossil fuels, but when you get low in the summer and it's really freaking hot, you're sucking fossil fuel based energy out of Arizona and Nevada. Where are you going to suck it from if nobody uses it anymore? And then. To make matters worse, in the hmm. early in the early two thousands, uh, when I was living out in California, I'd been out there for a little while, and I was just I was just shocked. I was just shocked at the the level of corruption. You know, they were they were going to build. This, oh yeah, they were going to build this subway, and I think they misplaced. I'm not even kidding you. I think they misplaced like fifty billion dollars. It was a huge sum of money, and it was just a blip. In the L.A. Times, like, oopsie, we lost this money, so we're the subway is not going to be as long as a blah, blah, blah. So anyway, to get to what you were saying, there was uh, these rolling blackouts back back in, in the early 2000s, and they had to buy power. They were buying power from Texas, Arizona, and mm-hmm. all these neighboring states, and there was people on in the power company who were like, they were getting kickbacks. Like, Hey, we're going to buy the power for, I know it's only supposed to cost like, you know, eight cents, a you know, a, a kill, a kill a bucket, but we're going to charge these people 16 cents for kick a bucket. And then you can just give me back the extra from the ding, dang, dong. And I'll get in. Like, there was just so much corruption. And it's like, why, why are we even buying power from these other? And it, it's not going to go away. And all these people who, who uh, you know love their electric char- cars and their and their charging stations? Oh, it's just and listen, you can you can wish it to be so as much as you can. You can wish it to be true as much as much as you want, and you can have the the people in the media going, "Oh, this is the real thing. This is the real thing." But do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, that the world is a dangerous place. The world and and people have forgotten about ISIS and the Taliban and all this stuff. And if you look at the eight years of Obama and what was going on, and we were all told, well, that's the new normal. That's the new normal. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. People are going to be driven down and people are going to get blown up. People are going to get shot. It just happens. It happens. It happens. But it was crazy how fast Trump got rid of that. It's crazy. What what does he have? A magic wand? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Did you see that Colbert clip? It's so gross. Which which one are you talking about? Oh, when he's interviewing Obama. I just want to drink you in for a moment. I'm like, ew. You're so gross. You're so gross. It was. It was really, and it's too funny. It's like, you know, I remember when he goes, you know, uh, oh, Donald Trump, you know, your mouth is just a, a cock holster for Vladimir Putin or whatever that. Like, and it's like, yeah, dude, what was yours just now? You are. You're like, you're, I just want to drink you in. Just blow him. Just blow him. Just do that. That would be actually be a more entertaining show. It would be a would more entertaining show 
if if Colbert would just get on his knees and just start blowing Obama? Well, we're back to we're back to a regular news cycle. The mainstream media is back on vacation. Did you see like a major news outlet published about some dog psychologists that are telling us how excited the Biden's German shepherds are about the election? Oh my, I've and, seen it all. Oh, like the cat. Like they're gonna get a cat. Yeah, and, oh, there hasn't been a cat in the White House since George W. Bush. I'm like, okay, you guys just all went on another four year vacation. Yeah, you? and it's just and it's just oh look, you know, oh and look at Joe Biden's wearing colorful socks. Look at that. He's look wearing at that. colorful look socks. At, look at Kamala's shoes. His oh son. His son was making hundreds of million dollars from in China. From, Right from our number one enemy, we've got his laptop. We've got him uh, with videos, uh, getting foot jobs and smoking crack, and talking about his dad in emails and how they're going to split up the money and how it's going to work, and how his uncle is making tons of money. It's I have to laugh because it's so ridiculous. Okay, but they're going to have a cat. Yes. Yes. Well, this is why uh, it's so important that the the 75 million people who who voted for Trump and voted for America, which I wanted to say that before we switch over to the the Patreon thing. That's what I instead of like vote for gridlock, your thing should be vote for America. That's what I'm just I'm going to I'm just updating my pitch. Okay, we've got uh, we got some stuff that we're going to we're going to scooch on over. Uh, to the Patreon and like like a moron again. Uh, I've left a bunch of. I, I will say this before we scooch over. The, the last episode of The Mandalorian with Ahsoka Tano, fantastic, just fantastic. And I know there was a, a a bunch of grief in the community about casting Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. Uh, sorry, you guys. She was great. She was great. When you close your eyes and think of the character Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars, and you're like, ooh, I wonder what she would look like in real life. Skadoosh! Rosario Corey Dawson. Girlfriend? Say what? Yeah, Corey, yeah, Corey, Corey Booker's girlfriend. She looked amazing. Her lips. I'm sorry, Corey, Book- Corey Booker's beard? No. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was laughing at, girlfriend. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, OAN getting suspended from YouTube. We're going to talk about this new hydroxychloroquine uh, study. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court and their fight. There's, there's a lot and some more entertainment stuff. So I would invite you all to uh, scooch on over to the Patreon and listen to the next segment. If you're not, well, I'm questioning a lot of the choices that you've made in your life. But I respect you and Greece and Denmark. Keep telling your friends. I'd love to break the. I'd love to break the top 100 in Greece and Denmark. If you're listening in Greece and Denmark, and I know you are, I know you are. You look fantastic. You really look great. Tell your friends. We'll see you guys very, very soon.